This is our number three of the John and Leah show. This is the program where each and every Sunday night we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week and the events of our often bizarre lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. And one of the many things that makes this program heard on 22 stations throughout this formerly great nation of ours unique is that we are willing and able to discuss things that happen in our own lives in a way that is highly unusual, if not truly unique, in all of talk radio, especially weekend talk radio, which frankly sucks. And one of the many subjects that we have discussed in this realm, Leah, is the issue of whether or not my wife and I should try to have a second child. Correct. Now, now, um, for those that don't know, uh, I currently have a three-and-a-half-year-old daughter named Grace, who um, you can actually check out on YouTube. Uh, Her appearance on this program just before Christmas was a big hit. Uh, If you just uh, search Grace Ziegler and John and Leah, that'll come up on uh, YouTube, and it'll be far more entertaining probably than anything you've heard me say uh, on this program. But obviously, um, you know, I'm I'm 48 years old. Uh, Leah, when you knew me when we were doing our KFI show in Los Angeles, there was no chance I was ever going to be married with a kid. No. Um, I was uh, a devoted bachelor, um, yeah. a committed bachelor, I guess would be the better way to, <clears throat> to say it. And um, and I ended up getting married, ended up having uh, Grace, which has been a uh, wonderful experience. Not easy at all um probably the tough and everyone always says oh it hasn't even begun yet oh i know i know (laughs) i'm i'm well aware trust me especially since she's gorgeous and smart and has an attitude i mean i'm i'm completely screwed i mean i am totally screwed when it comes to grace yes um i have no chance i have absolutely no chance because she is the perfect storm of trouble uh brewing Um, which is why you need another one well, you know, and when we discussed this, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, that was one of the issues that came up, you know, because I, I'm 48, my my wife is 42, and, you know, my wife at one point in her life had given up on having kids. I never thought I was going to have a kid. Um, Grace is great in a lot of ways. It's also, she's also incredibly difficult, and, and, you know, let's face it, we're not young anymore, and biologically, we have to make a decision fast, because we, we may already be too old. Uh, to have a second job, but one of the the pros, if you will, in trying to make this decision, which you and I discussed, was what about Grace? Because yes. I and I I do agree that especially in this day and age, and especially because of her personality type. Now, if, if Grace was very shy and retiring and insecure, uh, I might not feel as strongly that she needs a sibling. Um, but I think she does need a sibling to kind of rein her in a little bit, give her some grounding, make her realize that she's not the only person in the universe. Exactly. Um, I, I think all of that is, is important. Now, it's also important to point out, for those who did not hear this conversation a couple of months ago, and that is that not only are my wife and I older than most people would be when they consider having a second child, but we've also had our difficulties in our marriage. Now, no marriage is perfect, and ours is not perfect. It's not horrendous, um, but it's been very troubled, and I've been honest about that. And it's not because we don't like each other. Uh, you know, there's a lot of difficulties. I mean, she was forced to go back to work because uh, of my career situation, which she did not want to do. 
Um, so she's essentially not the sole supporter, but she's the primary financial supporter as of right now. Although and that's going to create resentment, right? Especially when she had, you know, the, the, it's not just that she's working; she doesn't mind working so much. It's the fact that she's now taken away from Grace. Yes, and Grace hates it too. I mean, Grace, I, two or three times a week. Uh, when I take her to school, we'll start crying because she misses her mommy. So, you know, I have to deal with that on a daily basis, both from Grace's perspective as well as, more importantly, from my wife's standpoint of, you know, she, I get basically blamed for everything. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, I mean, that's my job. Is well, the if death. you hadn't made certain choices in your life, Ziegler, things could have turned out differently. Well, I'm not sure which choices you're referring to, but based upon what I know, if I had made those choices differently... She, I wouldn't be married with a kid. So that's true. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you can't have it both ways. Um, and oftentimes women want to try to have it both ways. And my wife is certainly a woman in every one of those ways. But anyway, so so the bottom line is you and I had this very open uh, discussion a couple of months ago in this program. And it was very sincere, wasn't it? This is not a put on. This is not a shtick. No. This is like I'm really trying to figure this out and I need some help here. Uh, should we try to have a second kid? And so um, I had, you know, I talked about it with my father quite a bit, and my I talked about it uh, obviously with my wife. Now my wife is is very, I mean, <laughs> it's not a matter of discussion for her. She wants to have a second kid. She wants to have a second kid yesterday, yeah. um, because she loved having Grace. And you know, um, but I'm looking at it. I'm the dad. I'm the responsible one. I'm the husband. I'm looking at okay, well. Financially, can we make this work? Well, in the short run, we can. Um, but you know, our, well, what about the long run? That's a more open question. I mean, there's all sorts of different issues. This is not clean cut. I mean, in my wife's mind, this is very easy. I want to have a second kid. I'm 42. It's now or never. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm looking at it much more long term and with a lot of different uh, factors involved in all of this. And as you could probably tell when we discussed it, I was pretty much on the fence and probably leaning towards doing it mainly for grace's sake. And also frankly, cause, and this sounds terrible and maybe it is terrible because I thought it was the best chance to try to save the marriage long-term. I don't think our marriage is in trouble. Like as far as divorce in the next, you know, short while, but long-term only having one kid, I think it puts us in a very precarious position because once grace goes to college, <laughs> What's that's gonna, it. What's going to keep us together? Bye -bye. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, that's. Yeah, but so much can change between now and then. I mean, you know, my right. goodness. No, I understand. So... I understand that. But that's that's the path we would be on. And I realize yeah. paths, especially in this day and age, can change incredibly fast. So I, I acknowledge that it's not a known. It's not it's not known. Uh, how the future will play out by any stretch yep. of the imagination. But I'm plus having another kid leaves you and your wife kind of free while they're playing to actually, you know, it's not like your wife and your daughter against you. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because sometimes that's what it feels like. Well, of, well, uh, of course. Because, yeah, <laughs> I, no, I definitely feel like <laughs> I'm the minority. I'm, I'm outvoted two to one on everything. Um, in fact, I'm not even sure I really get a vote on uh, on most things. But but anyway, so, so the point of this is um, I'm looking at this obviously much more cerebrally. My wife is looking at it emotionally uh, and from a biological standpoint. And so, um, and I don't mean to do this, but we're up against the break. So when we come back, now that I've given the backdrop 
Thanks, um, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, it does, <laughs> does feel like Ryan Seacrest. We'll give you, we'll, right after these messages, we'll come back with the American Idol. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so when we come back, I'll, I'll give you the update um, on what we decided and what's transpired since then, which I think you're going to want to hear, on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. By the way, at freespeechbroadcasting.com, not only can you see the 22 stations which carry this program, but you can also see the current uh, prediction percentages for the Republican nomination as well as the presidency. Updated just today, as a matter of fact, Donald Trump now. Uh, the favorite, although still not over 50%, to win the Republican nomination. Uh, I do plan on getting to a couple of other news stories between now and the end of the program, but Leah Brandon made me promise uh, that we were going to discuss this update on whether or not my wife and I are going to try to have a second kid early in the third hour so that we did not run out of time, which we have done in the past. So I'm honoring that promise. And so in the last segment, I gave the backdrop to the nature of this discussion, this issue of whether or not my wife and I are going to try to have a second kid. And uh, this is the update on on what's happened since that first discussion on this program a couple of months ago. So a long story short, Leah, um, we basically decided to give it a try. Um, Oh, yes, yes, yes. You gave in. Well, (laughs) you folded. Congratulations. That's that's not too far off, um, you know, <laughs> uh, because in this kind of a situation, you know, it, it's weird that the biggest things in life, and this literally is as big as it gets, you know, having a kid or not, are often decisions where you don't actually make a decision because you're not ever really sure what's going to happen. And I will be the first to acknowledge that at least subconsciously, part of why, to use your words, I folded was because I'm thinking, well, this there's a darn good chance we could give this the greatest college try ever, and it's not going to happen. I mean, uh, she, she, she's 40. Um, she's busy as hell. When do we ever have sex to begin with? We, I mean, we have not had sex for four years almost since, you know, since just before my, my daughter was born, uh, because, you know, my wife doesn't initiate sex. I'm never going to initiate because she's always exhausted by the time the kid goes to bed. I mean, um, welcome to having a kid. Right. And so, <laughs> so, 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 like. so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, all right, I can say yes here. And while philosophically I'm, I'm good with the concept. It's it, win-win. Right. The reality is there's not that much of a chance of this actually happening. I mean. How the hell are we even have, going to have sex? Um, and we haven't had sex in years. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I, I think I talked about this on KFI in Los Angeles. But, you know, many years ago, I, I suffered a sexual injury that uh, makes it a little bit more difficult, uh, although not as bad as the doctor said. I mean, I at one point was told by a major USC oncologist that my sexual career was basically over. Um, <laughs> career. And, 
Yeah, I was like an athlete. I'm sorry, you know, the, you blew out your knee and uh, it's over for you. Uh, and I miraculously have made somewhat of a come. I can't run a 4-4-40 anymore, but uh, I, I can at least get to the finish line. Um, so, so um, you know, that, with with all that going on, I'm thinking there's not much. There's of a, no way it's going to happen. Right. So, <laughs> And then here comes Grace. Right, right. Well, 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 we, we, well Grace, we had, you know. Uh, after a little bit of an effort, I'd say we tried for several months uh, before Grace was conceived. And so it wasn't difficult, but it wasn't you know super easy. So anyway, long story short, uh, we make this, I guess, uh, theoretical decision that we're going to have uh, try to have a second kid. I mean, to the point where, you know, we made we had discussions about, OK, if this happens, we'll sell uh, our condo and we'll live off of that until you go back to work. And so this was not a haphazard deal. Right. And Good. so, um, anyway, long story short, um, so we hadn't had sex for almost four years. Christmas Eve comes around, and all of a sudden my wife says, want to have sex? And I'm like, whoa, 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 what, what, where's the, what is going on here? So, you know, I, what, do you, you know what do you think, I am a machine? Um, but of course, I'm a man, so I'm expected to be a machine. Yes. Um, so, um, anyway, we have sex, and, you know, it was, it was fine um you know I, I was way out of practice so uh and and i'm old to begin with but um it was it was and, and frankly it, it, it sounds so romantic well it's actually it's actually um you know from my perspective it, it's the good kind of sex because she really doesn't even care about how good the sex is she just wants the sperm i mean that's really let's face it i mean she doesn't care about the sex part so there's no real pressure um anyway long story short so um you know, uh, so that happens at one time, um, and she goes to the doctor um, this week, and the doctor tells her that she is pregnant. And there you have it. It's and meant it, to be. Well, really? Yes. Yeah, well. Absolutely. Uh, I, well, so here's the deal. So. So now well, you're all bummed out. Wow, we only had this, had sex the one time. Well, <laughs> and already well, have a kid. Actually, oh at, the t- at the t- actually when she told me, I was kind of proud. I'm like, wow, boy, that's uh, some powerful stuff I got going on there. <laughs> um, but um, but anyway, I, I haven't told the full story. So so she she tells me this, and and that's actually a very literally telling moment, right? I mean that that takes it out of the theoretical. And into the real. It's kind of like, in the bizarre analogy, it's kind of like saying, the difference between saying Trump's going to win tomorrow night, and then if tomorrow night he actually wins, and you're watching him give the victory speech, and you're like, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. we got to really live with this thing, don't we? So, <laughs> so when she tells me that she's pregnant, I, I, you know, that was a very important moment because I was okay with it. I was, I mean, I was immediately doing the math in my head. Okay, how much can we sell the condo for? We, I mean, when do we, how long do we have to sell it? Uh, you know, when's the baby going to be due? You know, th- and that's how, even though it's, even though we would never announce this publicly because it's way too soon. Um, but, um, but so that was, that was interesting and informative and I think positive. Yeah, but, for you but, to know. But, yeah. but there's another part to the story, which oh, I no. will tell you when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network and our website, www.freespeechbroadcasting.com.
This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. She does the program from Birmingham, Alabama, where they care about their guns, Jesus, and college football. Obviously, they're Crimson Tide. And I do the program from just north of Los Angeles, where people barely even care about themselves. I don't think they Oh, my care. gosh. Blah, blah, blah. That was the longest break. Get to the point. <laughs> Oh, wow. What happened? Oh, what happened? Okay. Woof. All right. Um, so if you just joined us um, for the last two segments, I've been giving the backdrop uh, and an, a little bit of an update on uh, the issue of whether or not my wife and I are going to try to have a second child. The, the bottom line is that we decided that we would, and we even started trying. And lo and behold, my wife went to the doctor, and she was shocked to find out that the one time that we'd actually tried, uh, <laughs> although we actually tried twice, but it turned out it was the first time that it uh, that it turned out to, to have, quote unquote, worked because uh, she was shocked to find out from the doctor that she was pregnant. And when we had the discussion um, about the fact that she was pregnant, uh, it was very, very positive. My wife was obviously excited because she really wants to have a second child and and i was curious as to how i would react once it got out of the theoretical and into the reality which are two totally different things when it comes to the issue of pregnancy especially for men men always think ah it'll never happen and i'll you know i'll get away with it uh, you know we, we can have sex and <laughs> i'll get know. away with it <laughs> i mean we, that's just the, the the mentality of the the man because we don't have to live with the baby right i mean that's f- right physically right i mean the, exactly um, and and so and especially in this day and age where you know abortion isn't considered to be as as taboo as it used to be i mean so things have changed and it's a very complicated issue obviously but the bottom line is that when she told me i didn't panic um i started to you know psychologically thinking i you know this is how this is going to go down how can we make this work financially and otherwise but i also was very concerned about her not jumping too far ahead here because this was very early on in the process um, and in, in, I've had a situation prior where a girlfriend of mine thought that she was pregnant and in the first month or two, uh, it, she ended up losing the, the pregnancy. Mm. And so I was very concerned, especially at my wife's age of 42, that we not jump the gun here. And as it turns out the very next day, she ended up losing the, oh, no. the so, um, and to her credit, she's, uh. she's really uh, handled that exceedingly well. I think part, part of why she's been able to handle that really well uh, is that we just started trying, right? And so, so what's really odd and, and, and to me, it's, it's psychologically excruciating about this process is I don't know was what happened – a positive sign for us being able to do this or was it a negative sign? And, and she doesn't know either. And I'm not sure anybody does. I'm not sure a doctor would be able to tell us uh, that. And, and then, and so it's so odd that you know, this situation occurs. And if it had happened two days before it, it did, none of us would have known. She, in fact, she wouldn't even have known she was pregnant. 
Um, and and there would have been no psychological. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have. Yeah, she would have. <laughs> she would have just thought that she had a late period or something. Because, right. Because exactly. she's go, she's going through different hormones now. Anyway, she's going off the pill. And we're starting to have sex. I mean, so anything is possible. So everything's all mixed up right now. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> yeah. So so the point is that's weird, and and then psychologically there's the issue of. And I find and I'm a logical person, so it's it's odd to me that while this was obviously very upsetting and very serious for both of us, and, and it wasn't as upsetting as it would have been had it happened like if if it if we had dealt with this, let's say for another two or three months, right? And then it happened, right. even though even though it's right, but but logically that doesn't make any sense because you know it it was well, a, it was a life that had been conceived. Yeah. Um, and so why does that life suddenly get more value, for lack of a better term, three or four months from now when it still hasn't come to term? I mean, I guess there, there is the issue. See, I think one of the things that people miss on the the whole life issue, and I am pro-life philosophically, um, but I do think the issue is more complicated than most people would like to pretend that it is. Politically, people think that this is a very clear-cut issue. And I do think that there is a period of time, and I don't know what that period of time is, where the, where the body is determining whether or not that fetus is viable or not, mm-hmm. uh, sure. for lack of a better term. whether or not, and, and, and this might be nature's way of saying, look, this one wasn't going to make it, you know, or this one had a problem or or there there was an issue here that that and I'm not hardly an expert on this but I'm just thinking about it from from the standpoint of humanity and and what would make sense from an evolutionary perspective that for some reason her body uh got rid of it and yeah. got rid of it very very quickly and early um you sound like you have a thought on this uh, that, or or do you Well know? as as far as the psychological goes she probably, since it took you, what did you say, a couple of months or three months last time? Three um, or four. It was, it was three or four tries, I think. Three or okay. four months last time. Okay. So she went into this thinking that it was certainly going to be three or four months, but possibly since it's years later, mm-hmm. you know, six or seven months. This is going to be a long process, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get there. And so... It's like the first time. It's like you're not even ready for it. Like you weren't even expecting right. that this could happen so soon. You know, you haven't even really grasped that. Wait a minute. Wow. Already. And right. and then this happened. So in her mind, now if this had been, you know, if she was planning on six months or seven months, and you're a year and a half into it, right? Devastating. Well, see, that's what's so weird is that. Uh... And, and I'm and I'm having, as you can tell, because I'm I'm having trouble verbalizing it. I'm having difficulty wrapping my brain around this whole thing as it is because I don't know, and, and this upsets me because I don't know if in a year from now we're going to look back at what happened during this past month and go, wow, that was our shot. You know, was that our last shot? Was right. that was that our? I mean, so so a year from now or whatever it is. We might look back on this with far more devastation yes. than we do now because there's yes. still hope now. Of um, course there is. But but and, and I have to tell you, again, I, it's not based in any 
great medical or scientific knowledge. My, my gut tells me that this is an indication that we're going to have a major problem uh, and that this might have been our shot. Because think about all the stars that had to align for us to have. I mean, we never have sex. Uh, we, we haven't had sex in four years. And, it, and on Christmas Eve, boom, bang, boom, bomb, done. She's pregnant um, immediately at 42. I mean, that's that, statistically, that's almost impossible. How are you going to recreate that? And then that one, you know, is not able to survive more than six weeks. Um, and, and was there a reason for that? Um, and, I, and I guess I've talked about before how I, I'm for some reason I'm really big into closure or endings or and it's and it's the only thing I can figure is it's because my mother was killed in a car accident and obviously there's right. no there's no end or closure to that. Um, and so I feel kind of a haunting sense and maybe, maybe I'm, hopefully I'm, I'll be wrong, but I have a haunting sense that we're going to end up looking back on this, um, and, and feeling like, wow, um, you know, we were that close. It, it almost happened. Um, and then after that, um, for whatever reason it didn't, again, who the heck knows? Who knows? Uh, um, what's going to happen. And my wife deserves a lot of credit for having handled it better, frankly, than I thought that she would, um, you know, be, just because well, but of, if it was further along, I think it would have really, you know, you, you, yes. In other words, if we 12 had, weeks, 13 so, weeks. Oh, I, yeah, right. Both. Uh, okay. As, as far as the, the pregnancy, how far the pregnancy had gone yes. along. No, she I didn't have enough time to get used to it or even think about it. No, I agree with that. And I, and I do think, and, and this, again, I, I don't pretend to be an expert on this, but I, I think this happens a lot more than people realize. I think, I think, it may. I think women get pregnant and, and then um, that pregnancy self-terminates in that first month a lot. Um, I, I really do. It's, it's just a gut sense that I have. By the way, I, this is not totally related, though somewhat related. I also happen to believe that there are a lot more people out there who uh, whose dads are not their real dads and have no idea um, than, right. than anyone would ever know. But, but So that's only tangentially related. But I have a sense that women get pregnant and self- terminate the pregnancy in that first month a lot more than they realize that they do. Um, and so anyway, we're, we're in a, obviously a very odd psychological situation right now. Was this good news in a weird way? Obviously it was not yes. good to, 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 to lose the pregnancy um, unless there was obviously a biological reason why her body rejected it. Um, or was this bad news? Was this an indication that we're not going to be successful here and then we're not going to end, we're going to end up being put in this purgatory of trying for a year, two years, however long, and never getting this close again. Um, and that, that's what scares me. Uh, well, at least you're, you know, you made the decision and you're going for it. Um, so, you know, Hey, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, but this is really big. This is going to dictate. This is going to dictate uh, Grace's life. It's going to dictate our marriage. It's going to be, you know, it could obviously determine 
uh, a second per- or fourth person, depending on how you look at this, is fourth person's entire existence. I mean, there's a lot at stake here. This is the biggest decision we we make. I mean, of all the you know, menial things that happen on a day to day basis, this is this is huge. This impacts everything, and you know, it's just it, I'm always going to be thinking, wow, what would have happened if if that whatever biological quirk caused that, if that hadn't happened, our whole lives would be completely different for, right. for forever. And, and now we're never going to know. And that, and you know, and we'll probably end up as bizarre as it is eventually. Well, maybe we obviously depends on what happens from here, but we may end up forgetting about this whole episode if it, if we're end up being successful in the future. But um, anyway, I'll keep, keep you updated. I, um, we went real long in this segment. I have no idea what we're going to talk about in the final segment. Um, <laughs> do you have any further thoughts on this that you wanted to add or, or are you, no, are you, I mean, you know, I'm really sorry to hear it. You know, it's, I mean, it's really devastating. And I think that, you know, there may be some numbness now. And I think that, you know, the awareness or, or something will, will set in down the road, but um, I, I'm I'm very happy that you made the decision that you made, and I mean you can only do what you can do. I mean this is your plan, and basically it's up to God. I mean it really is. I mean there's nothing you can do, uh, you know, to to help it. I mean you could get, you know, go to have uh, you know yeah. hormones and all that other stuff and in vitro and all that. Um, you know, but ultimately it's up to God. So say your prayers. Well, on that we differ as far as how how that how that <laughs> gets, hey, how the decision making gets done. <laughs> um, because you know we could have a very interesting argument about that. Maybe we will when we come back uh, in the final <laughs> segment of the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This hour went a little bit differently than I had anticipated, and it was probably a good idea, uh, Leah, that uh, we did the uh, story of the update on uh, whether or not my wife and I are going to try to have a a second child at the start of the hour, because invariably uh, that goes longer than I expected. Um, And so with only a couple minutes left in the show, I thought I might as well um, take a little bit of a credit uh, on a prediction that I've been making for quite some time and have done so a couple of occasions on this program regarding NFL expansion into Los Angeles. I have been against the grain on the issue, what was going to happen with the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Uh, And I've been saying time and time again uh, that uh, the Chargers are not going to come to Los Angeles uh, especially as a second team because, well, for a number of reasons, one of which the city of Los Angeles is not nearly competent enough uh, to pull this off. And especially the way this whole thing went down with the Los Angeles Rams coming to Los Angeles, the Chargers would be insane to become the second team uh, in Los Angeles because they would be second-class citizens. They would be seen now because enough time has passed since the Rams have announced they're coming back to Los Angeles. They would be seen as the also-ran team. And for three years, 
They'd be playing in the Coliseum, the ancient <laughs> Coliseum, which would have to sell tickets for USC, the Rams, and the Chargers. If if the Chargers come, and, and they made the announcement this week that they will not, at least for one year, they're going to keep the city of San Diego hanging for one more year, which is basically, you know, like saying, go f*** yourself, San Diego. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, that's basically what the owner of the Chargers just did. I mean, uh, oh, by Crazy. the way, we're, we're not ready to go to Los Angeles yet. We're going to come back to San Diego for another year. Crap on you some more. And if you right. don't like it, we're going to go back to Los Angeles. And if they do that, Leah, if they go back to Los Angeles and play in the Coliseum while this, you know, ginormous magic stadium is built in Ingle- Inglewood that's going to solve all the world's problems somehow. Yeah, um, it's going to go bankrupt. Who's going to support it? <laughs> I, well, I, 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 I don't know enough about the new stadium. It looks great on paper, but that's all I've seen is some paintings. But sure. here's what I do know. If the Chargers come as a second team to Los Angeles, those two years now that they would be playing in the Coliseum where USC plays their football games, you would not – the Chargers would not draw flies. Right. And they would not draw flies. The, I've done the math. The number of tickets – that, would, that place holds 90-plus thousand people. It, and it, even when they try to make it, you know, they put, uh, uh, you know, things over the seats to make it look like they're sold. It's, they, you still got to have 70 or 80,000 to make it look remotely full in the Coliseum. The number of tickets that would be out to be sold for two NFL teams, for a city that couldn't support one NFL team, uh, and nothing has changed since then, except we got a whole bunch more soccer fans come in. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's the most amazing part of this. Half this population doesn't even speak English, doesn't give a rat's ass about football. They're soccer uh-uh. fans. Right. And and somehow we're going to get two NFL teams, it's and so for two two at least two <laughs> years they got to play in the Coliseum as a second class team. That's the part that's insane. The, the Chargers would be a second class team because they lost their chance to be perceived as the team that was there first because they didn't take the first offer. So now you know perception is everything, right? So yes. So in perception, the Rams are back. Oh, the Chargers are going to join them. Oh, the Chargers are going to join them after another year in San Diego? I mean, that's that's basically like Donald Trump and Jeb Bush, alpha and beta, right there, right? <laughs> I mean, the Chargers would make themselves the Jeb Bush of that relationship. Um, and, you know, I don't not- understand why it's two teams. Like, it's, that's what they've been talking about. So why? Why? Because well, one can't pay for a stadium? Is that what we're getting to? Here's what I think is really happening. The NFL is trying to have it both ways. The NFL wanted to come to Los Angeles because it's the number two media market. But they didn't want to lose the leverage that Los Angeles gave every single owner to get their own new stadium. So what they're doing is they're using Los Angeles to try to get San Diego and maybe Oakland to build new stadiums for the Chargers and the Raiders, respectively. So so they want it, they're going to get their team in the Rams in Los Angeles. And they still want to use L.A. as leverage to force those cities to pony up. Now, the NFL has now said that they're going to give $300 million as opposed to $100 million to the Chargers to build a stadium in San Diego. So it sounds to me like San Diego is smart to call the Chargers bluff because the Chargers 
I think, are smart enough to realize that it would be a bad deal to be the second team in Los Angeles. It would, it would be very dangerous financially. They could end up looking just horrific. Uh, and they would be much better off building a, a stadium, even if they had to build it themselves, in San Diego. So anyway, the and point— And maybe getting some good players. Well, that always helps. Well, that's the other thing is, neither the Chargers nor the Rams have a superstar player, which is, all, which is all L.A. cares about is stars. <laughs> so you're going to take two teams that aren't that good— no superstars, put them in, in colossal Coliseum, which is ancient, um, and where USC is already selling tickets. It's insane. It's, it's insane even by L.A. standards. Okay, next week, obviously, we'll talk about the results of the Iowa caucuses. For the record, I'm predicting a slim Trump victory, and depending on mm. the snow, if it snows hard, I think uh, Sanders wins. If it doesn't, I think Hillary will probably pull it out on the Democratic side. Leah, always great to talk to you. Yes, you too. I've, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Uh, our website where the podcast will be tomorrow morning is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. My name's John Ziegler. Have a great night.